Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. There were personal expenses that were taken as business expenses. Prostitutes, sex club memberships, hotel rooms for purported drug dealers. If you are putting your sex club membership down as a business expense for your taxes, you have uh, hubris, probably born of experience, that you can get away with that sort of thing. We're talking about Hunter Biden. That's the IRS whistleblower coming forward. That was on CBS News yesterday morning. And then we've got a whole bunch more from the Fox interview yesterday. Uh, yeah, indeed. he. Uh, they had that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Gary Shapley is the gent's name. He was a senior investigator at the IRS. He handles criminal tax uh, investigations. And he has a number of investigators under him, 12, I believe. And uh, prior to being the supervisor, he is one of those investigators. He is a very serious man. He is not a political man. His overall demeanor is sad and disgusted. He is the least hypey guy I've ever heard talk. He measures every sentence. Let me read Mark Halperin's analysis of it, having watched the whole interview. And we're going to play you clips coming up. It would be a challenge, no matter your level of human intelligence or partisan leanings, to come away from watching this video without thinking anything but that Shapley comes across as truthful, careful, apolitical, and principled. If Shapley is, in fact, lying, he's one of the finest actors and whistleblower in Washington brouhaha history. If Shapley's telling the truth, at least three senior Justice Department officials are almost certainly lying. I would agree. Motive isn't everything, but it's hard to see a motive for Shapley to lie and easy to see a motive for the DOJ to lie. So let's begin with the fact that Merrick Garland said this about the U.S. attorney in Delaware, number 32. 
Mr. Weiss had, in fact, more authority than a special counsel would have. He has complete, he, has, he had and has complete authority, as I said, to bring a case anywhere he wants in his discretion. Okay. So the investigator, the senior investigator, having investigated the case and uncovered all sorts of felonious activity, goes to this Weiss who has complete authority. And, and they all agree, yes, we need to charge. What happens? Clip 30. This is a moment in which the Delaware U.S. Attorney David Weiss, according to you, had made this disclosure on October 7th, 2022, meeting with top IRS and FBI officials, saying what? So I was there and I witnessed this personally. And he started with he's not the deciding person on whether or not charges are filed or not. Not the deciding person on whether charges are filed with Hunter Biden. That's correct. Who was? So ultimately, this, if you follow the path of where the venue leads you, they went to the D.C. U.S. Attorney's Office in March of 2022, and they presented this case to them. And then what happened? Next clip. That's earth-shattering news. Um, it's a Biden-appointed D.C. U.S. Attorney, Matthew Graves, would not allow him to charge in his district. So I didn't learn that fact until October 7th of 2022. So looking back to March of 2022, and that's when David Weiss in October 7th, 2022, said that the D.C. U.S. Attorney's Office had will not allow us to charge there. And then he added that he would request special he requested special counsel authority and was denied in that meeting. I even had him repeat that because I knew how important that fact was and I wanted to make sure I understood it. Remember, as he said on the CBS interview, if this had been anybody else, they'd be in jail already doing the same thing Hunter Biden did. And he just couldn't figure out. I mean, he was disgusted bit by bit of what was happening here. And finally, he just couldn't take it anymore. And I liked him saying yesterday that he, you want to ask why? Because it's so unfair to the regular taxpayer. And it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it absolutely stinks of lawlessness among the elite, the politically connected. Uh, roll on, Michael, 33. When we received the, the attorney-client filter-reviewed copy of, of information from the search warrant to Apple, which produced that document, we went back to the uh, prosecutors and we requested to take various investigative steps. And they were not supported. Uh, and, th and when they weren't supported, they said, well, maybe he wasn't co-located with him. So, well, we, we can take Joe investigative Biden. steps to, uh, to, to see that. if that happened. Right. And they didn't support anything uh, in relation to that, to that effort. And it's consistent with their ongoing theme of, of, of not allowing us to pursue or ask questions about President Biden, the big guy. So the whole my dad's sitting next to me on the couch thing and, and very important people and, and we're both waiting for your answer, uh, demanding that money out of the Chinese uh, folks. Now, if you look at that in isolation, was the old man there? Was he not? I mean, as a citizen, I am curious about it. But, you know, Hunter was a drug addict. But for the from the point of view of a professional criminal tax investigator, what did all that mean? He explains in 34 transitioning into another uh, search warrant was on a storage unit in Northern Virginia. And during the day of action on December 8th of uh, 2020. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. Can you stop that, Michael? I, I mistook that clip from another one for another one. Um, as long as I went to the trouble of setting it up, um, let's hear 38. 
And as far as following the money, did you get that far down the investigative track? Concerning Hunter Biden, I feel like we have a very good grasp on, on the income flows, yes. And is it millions? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was, it was around $8.3 million in from 2014 to 2019. So, but, uh, uh, but the next clip explains, uh, well, just go ahead and play it. And as far as the president's involvement in that? So that's kind of the crux of, of one of the issues here is that we weren't allowed to ask questions about dad. We weren't allowed to ask about the big guy. We weren't allowed to in, include uh, uh, certain names and document requests and search warrants. So, um, you know, we were precluded from following that line of questioning. We have so many clips, I can't find the one that I'm looking for. But he makes the point that, look, what I do for a living is I follow the flow of the money. Where did it come from? How is it spent? How is it distributed? What accounts? What individuals? Etc. You have a suspect in a major tax investigation saying this money is going to me and my dad. And he, as an investigator, said, okay, now we need to figure out where that money went. And the DOJ said, no, you're not going to ask that. I think there's a similarity between this situation and the Trump situations where we're focusing on the juiciest stuff because it'd be very exciting. Um, And I mean, just, I mean, huge, obviously. If if Trump were selling military plans to a foreign adversary, that would be huge. If Joe Biden is taking bribes from China, that would be huge. But Trump, if he's convicted, is going to go to jail from obstructing justice. And Biden, if he gets kicked out, I think it's begun. It's going to be for having his Justice Department squash an IRS investigation into his son. They're never going to have to connect those dots. They're never going to have to figure out that some Chinese money influenced something. Obviously, something happened in the Justice Department there. And unless he can get away with saying the Justice Department went off on their own trying to protect my son. I never told anybody to do that. I would never tell anybody to do that. They thought they were doing me a favor. They weren't. I'm disgusted by their behavior. Uh, uh, unless yeah, he can Merrick get away- Garland lost his mind. Yeah, unless he can get away with that, his Justice Department pulled off a cover-up that, that the whole country ought to be disgusted by. Don't you think? In both cases, it doesn't matter whether those were Iranian war plans or not. If Trump obstructed justice... He obstructed justice, and there's a, quite a bit of evidence around that. And similar to this, it doesn't really matter if Joe Biden took a bribe from the Chinese if he had his Justice Department not doing what they're supposed to do. He's done. Well, they both they both matter, but I I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, but the ones, but in both cases, the the ones I'm uh, alluding to are way easier to prove. Right, right. So the Department of Justice was absolutely obstructing justice. Here's a great example, clip 34. Transitioning into another. Uh, search warrant was on a storage unit in Northern Virginia. And during the day of action on December 8th of uh, 2020, we got updated information that said that records were in that location that were, uh, you know, that would be evidence in this uh, particular investigation. And the prosecutors initially were supportive of it and an affidavit was drafted the night of December 8th, 2020 to go forward for approval. Eventually the prosecutors decided they didn't support it, so I called U.S. Attorney David Weiss with my senior executive on the phone, and we said, you know, we, we needed to execute this search warrant. They, uh, he responded that the prosecutors didn't want to, and I asked if in 30 days, if that storage unit wasn't accessed, 
and that was the deadline for the document request that was served on that day, then we can execute the search warrant. And he agreed to that. And no sooner had gotten off the phone um, with David Weiss had we learned that the prosecutors were informing defense counsel of that storage unit and the evidence that existed there. So it completely ruined our chance to, uh, to access those unfettered. So this was on Fox yesterday with Brett Barron. After the interview, he had his panel on, and it was three Republicans and a Democrat. I think in the Democrat, Harold Washington Jr. said, the guy that needs to come out and answer questions is this David Weiss character. He won't, but that's who needs to come out and answer questions and say, okay, what was going on there? Yeah, yeah. Let's see, what time is it? We, we could take a that break. That might be the most damning thing right there. Although they'd probably get away with some sort of claiming, you know, it's routine to allow 30, it takes takes 30 days for the process to go through of blah, blah, blah. And they'll never nail down who alerted Hunter that, hey, they're going to come search the storage unit. You better go clean that thing out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, You know, this is similar enough that let's go ahead and squeeze in uh, 36. That happened in interviews as well as far as sharing information before they happened? So December 8th, 2020, we finally were going over in this investigation after several uh, delays, which of course, uh, we were waiting until after the election to to execute this at the direction of of, of the prosecutors and U.S. Attorney Weiss on this case. So we eventually did a day of action where we were approaching the subject and and several other witnesses. We had a plan of how we were going to approach Hunter Biden that morning, and ultimately we found out that the night before, um, I was told the FBI headquarters contacted Secret Service and the transition team and told them of the pending action the next day. So ultimately, I don't know how it affected uh, uh, the, the witnesses, but there was clear opportunity for them to be tipped off before we even approached them. Hey, I got a question for you when we come back or where you think you we are on this, because there's only a couple of options. The road is narrowing of mm-hmm. of options of things it could be, scenarios that could be true. Uh, you can text us also, 415-295-KFTC. Stay here. Armstrong and Getty. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Is there criminal implications in what you were investigating when it comes to Hunter Biden? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, the most substantive uh, uh, felony charges were, were left off the table. Which would have been what? Which would have been uh, evasion for 14, false return for 18 in 2019. And besides, he paid his back taxes. What's the big deal? we got to get into that part of it. Um, it seems like there are only a couple of different I think it's clear beyond a doubt that the Justice Department didn't let the IRS do their usual work because of who Hunter Biden is. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm, I'm not even into questioning that at this point. So then there's only two options, right? The Justice Department, people below Merrick Garland went off half-cocked, or Merrick Garland with those people went off half-cocked on their own, just thinking they're doing the right thing by protecting the president's family or it was specifically ordered by Joe Biden. So where are you on that? Mm. Isn't that, aren't those the only two options? Yeah, it wouldn't, he wouldn't have to. I think, I think everybody just gave each other a heads up on what needs to happen informally, not in writing behind closed doors with plausible deniability intact. Gosh, darn it. I mean, Merrick Garland came with really high qualifications and reputation, remember, when he was a Supreme Court, possible Supreme Court nominee. I mean, that'd be a heck of a thing to let a rich, privileged guy go because he's the president's son. I mean, that's really, really corrupt. Yeah, it's third worldy. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I guess I'm, I'm, I, I guess for, for Merrick Garland himself... He either did it on his own, which is very corrupt, or he was done it at the behest of the president, which would make him really corrupt and, you know, for not resigning. I mean, so either way. There's so much more to this. A couple of clips uh, to squeeze in, and then we'll uh, discuss further. Uh, Give me clip number 40, Michael. Are you convinced, looking back at this now, that this was an effort to protect President Biden and his family? Uh, I mean, we were conducting an investigation of Hunter Biden. And we were trying to follow the normal process. 
we were trying to get to the bottom of it and ultimately you know if it was going to lead to another individual you know we should follow that to uh to determine what is actually happening um but you know there were definitely hindrances that i've never seen before in my 14 years concerning this investigation that didn't allow us to follow through on investigation of uh, of, of of any other individual to include president biden so this guy you can't make him say anything sensational he is so measured do you think they were protecting joe biden um i just saw impediments to investigation i've never seen before so uh and then to who paid the taxes this is so interesting the even those major news networks that said yes somebody else actually paid his taxes it was a major hollywood uh, film producer whatever hollywood mogul well that's that's true but it's not exactly accurate give us 42. for the people who say well yeah listen he paid the back taxes and it's it's all done he it's passed sure well to say he paid is a misnomer right because it was a individual, Patrick Morris, that he met at a campaign finance event, and then he immediately starts giving Hunter Biden money to pay off tax debts, to pay living expenses. The money that was that was given to Hunter Biden by Morris was showed up on his tax returns as a loan to him. So when you have a person that you meet at a campaign finance event, then he's all, all, all of a sudden given you millions of dollars and now it's a loan to you. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say that the, the, the subject paid those taxes. When are the rich going to pay their fair share? That's what <laughs> I want to know. Got more on this and other things on the way. If you missed an hour, get the podcast. Armstrong and Getty. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This is a moment in which the Delaware U.S. Attorney David Weiss, according to you, had made this disclosure on October 7th, 2022, meeting with top IRS and FBI officials, saying what? So I was there and I witnessed this personally. And he started with, he's not the deciding person on whether or not charges are filed or not. Not the deciding person on whether charges are filed with Hunter Biden? That's correct. Who was? So ultimately this, if you follow the path of where the venue leads you, they went to the D.C. U.S. Attorney's Office in March of 2022, and they presented this case to them. Okay, that's why I didn't recognize that clip from earlier. It doesn't have the quote in there that I was looking for. Here where he says that was his red line moment when that happened. He was concerned about a number of things that were happening that in his 14 years of being with the IRS, this is not the way we've ever done it before. What's different now? That was his red line moment where, all right, this is too far. I can't keep my mouth shut about this anymore. Well, there's another, the other anonymous whistleblower reached their red line moment later. So they were willing to stick with it longer. And then a couple of steps down the road, we're like, all right, that's it. I can't be party to this anymore and came forward. But they're staying anonymous. It would help the cause a lot if they would come forward. I can certainly understand why you wouldn't. I wouldn't want to either. This, This guy here, I guarantee you, there are people pouring through his garbage dumpster trying to find something to discredit him. Every social media post he's ever made, everybody, people he knew in high school, ex-girlfriends, not kidding. Don't you think they're doing that? I guarantee you they're oh, yeah, doing 100%. that. yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah, they'll discredit him any way they possibly can. So I can understand why you wouldn't want to come forward. But so he just, he would, he'd put up with it, he'd put up with it, he'd put up with it, and then there was a moment where it's like, all right, that I can't, with good conscience, continue to be party to this anymore. Right. So he talks about the $8.3 million that came into Hunter from 2014 to 2019 from China, Ukraine, Romania. Uh, He talks about how um, there was one investigation over, I think it was $400,000 in undeclared income. And the powers that be above him, and he was never quite sure who, kept slow walking it, slow walking it, slow walking it. And the statute of limitations passed. So they couldn't charge that. But he moved on to kind of bottom line it. Just two more clips. Um, 46, please. At one point, this was, uh, the prosecutors were all for this. Yeah, so the special agent report that recommended charges from IRS criminal investigation was included in the House Ways and Means Committee uh, testimony. And and in that, it included felony charges as well as, um, you know, misdemeanor charges from 2014 to 2019. In that report, and what's included as an exhibit, excuse me, it says in there that the, the, the Department of Justice tax attorney and AUSA Leslie Wolf had reviewed those recommendations and they agreed with those recommendations. So even after being hindered in our investigation, 
the evidence that we collected during it still met the elements of the criminal violations. And, and everyone uh, uh, participating agreed that document went forward with everyone's concurrence. And he points out that everyone agreed these are felonies, these are chargeable, we're going to charge them. And then the uh, the U.S. attorney in the District of Columbia, the D.C., said, um, no, not in my district, you're not. And, and the word came down from above, stand down. So we got this text, I'll address it just because... Uh Well, I think it's worth addressing. Wow, you spent a whole hour on Hunter Biden. What office does he hold? Uh, The difference here is, and I've been saying that for a long time. Okay, you've proven it. I'm not going to vote for Hunter Biden. When when it was stuff about him walking around naked with his gun hanging out and doing blow with hookers and whatever like that, that's really interesting gossipy stuff. But if if you're on Fox and you're using your serious voice like that's got something necessarily to do with his dad, it reminds me of the... Uh, uh, the, the the hush money thing that they talk about with Trump and act like that's automatically disqu- no it's you can do that you can pay off women to keep their mouths shut about sex it's not against law this is completely different if the Biden administration is covering up tax fraud just because it's Hunter that's huge that's you get booted out of office you're a president that gets driven out of office and will be one of the few in history sort of stories. Not a joke. Well, that, you're right, but that's the second most important thing that's going on here. Hunter was merely the point man with James Biden for an enterprise where they took millions of dollars for foreign entities, which compromises the president, whether he is involved or not. The subject of the investigation, Hunter, says on the record in writing and made other references to it that some of the money is going to go to my dad. And then the IRS, who is sworn to investigate where's the money coming from and where's it going, is told, don't investigate that. So you don't have to keep it at Hunter. They were thwarted from any line of investigation that might get near the president. I do enjoy the stories where it's him in a bathtub with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth and a gun tilted on the side of the bathtub. I like those stories, but those aren't the important ones to this whole thing. No, indeed. Uh, a couple of Supreme Court rulings came down today. I didn't know about this one. Can you fill me in on this one? David French of the New York Times writing, Religious liberty has never been more protected under federal and constitutional law in our nation's history. For those of you who are religious liberty fans, he feels like we're at the apex of religious liberty, liberty because of this ruling that came down today. Supreme Court rules unanimously in favor of a mailman who wouldn't work on Sundays. I didn't know that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I talked about this a bit the other day. Um, yeah, he said, no, I can't. And they said, well, well, we'll try to help you switch your shifts. But they couldn't find anybody to take his shifts. And, and he missed several days and they canned him. And he was able to take that all the way to the Supreme Court. That is something. How many countries would do that? Where the right wing extremists and the left wing extremists were unanimous. That was, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was a unanimous decision. That's something, isn't it? So on the affirmative action uh, ruling that came out today, well, you want to summarize what happened? Uh, yeah, they just said once and for all, you can't use race to determine who gets into universities, neither private nor public. Um, and it's still going to happen. This is the beginning, not the end. They're still going to use race in virtually every campus around America, but now people who are discriminated against because they continue to do it will have grounds for suing. Man, and Clarence Thomas, 
wrote a uh, like a really directed at one particular person in a way that I don't remember seeing response to one of his colleagues and then read it aloud from the bench, which is almost unheard of also. So I really wanted to make sure everybody heard about it. So, But before we get to that, uh, George Conway, do you remember him? He, he has the most interesting marriage in America, married to Kellyanne Conway, and she was on TV every day supporting Trump, and he <laughs> hates Trump. And I don't know what dinner was like for them at home or their pillow I talk. I think they broke up, didn't they? Did they? Katie so. Green, can you look? Are Conway, the Conways still together? I hadn't heard they split up. I hope that's I hate to see love die like that. Anyway, he tweeted out, before people start criticizing a decision they haven't read, they should take a look at the facts of these affirmative action cases, and he uses quotes around that, in particular to the outrageous facts of the case from my alma mater, Harvard. Humble brag. Uh, race wasn't just a factor in the mix. Asian Americans were systematically denied admission because of their race, and everyone should stop pretending otherwise. Solely because of their race, they didn't get in. Mm-hmm. And he wants to make sure everybody understands that. Uh, Katie, are they still together or not? No, they are actually in the final stages of their divorce. Oh, After yeah. 22 years of marriage. Yeah. That's going to be hard to survive that. So, Trump split up their marriage. Maybe. You got the, what, James Carville and his wife, they had a similar sort of marriage, and they've been able to stay together, calling each other bad names on Face the Nation and then going home to have brunch and sex. Bad names by that age's standards, not not this age's. It's, It's the time of viciousness now. It's the Hunger Games. Yes, Katie? Well, the whole, the Trump thing broke up the... Kellyanne Conway family completely because if you remember her daughter had an Instagram account where she was just making these videos about how she hated her mom right. and how that you know so that that whole thing kind of blew up under Trump if you want to blame him for it that's true you know a political marriage where one person thinks the tax rate is too low or too high is different than you're supporting a guy who's a Nazi <laughs> as a claim you know that you have to get over at home in the bedroom. Anyway, the response to George Conway's pointing out that they were using the fact that you were Asian as, as a sole reason to keep you out of college. This guy, I don't think I know, although I recognize his picture, Gary Douglas Esquire, who's in the Trial Lawyer Hall of Fame and has many, many followers on Twitter, said to that, maybe so, but this decision, ironically, will now be used to exclude minorities everywhere. Thus, the practical result will be greater inequity and inequality. But that's what you get when you have a right-wing majority writing overly intellectualized decisions from their privileged ivory-white towers in a society already ripe with systemic racism. Wow, wow. Write that out in calligraphy and put it on some fake parchment. That's some beautiful language, sir, making a terrible point. You you win for flowery, okay? You know, let me restate that. I and people like me are so wise and benevolent, you should grant us the power to discriminate by race because we will only use it properly. F good, you good is one. my response. <laughs> wow. I think that's a dollar in the swear jar, isn't it? Yeah. 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 It's probably ought to be five. <laughs> So the lying, phony governor of California, Gavi Newsom, issued a statement on the he's not, POTUS he's, he's, decision. He's actually the governor. Well, he's a he's a, the the lying phony who is governor of California. Okay. See, you, you had you an early should, dinner. 
You don't get your things in parchment with calligraphy you, like me. And what's his face? You call him a phony governor. I did not. Not per se. There was a parentheses or a comma. What the hell is going on? <laughs> Maybe a semicolon. I'd like to know myself, Gavin. <laughs> anyway, he put out a big, flowery, lying, emotional, look at me, look at me statement. He is such a hypocrite, such a jackass. Doesn't mention that Californians have repeatedly rejected affirmative action, by the way, as he bravely represents California. He is so running for president. A, it's so clear. A one-party blue state that has had a chance to vote on this over and over again and felt the same way about it as the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court's conservative majority has yet again upended long-standing precedent, changing the law just because they now have the votes to do so without any care for the costs to society and students around the country. Right-wing activists, including those donning robes, are trying to brace yourselves, folks, are trying to take us back to the era of book bans and segregated campuses. Oh, you've got to be kidding. That is too over the top. Even for a phony governor. <laughs> I'm going to skip ahead because, I mean, who ordered two tons of bull crap? Uh, while the path to equal opportunity has now been narrowed for millions of students, no court case will ever shatter the California dream. Our campuses remain open for all who want to work hard. And our commitment to diversity, equity, and equal opportunity, those things are opposite, by the way, uh, has never been stronger. And by the way, senile old Joe Biden isn't running. I'm going to be running. Please vote for me. I'm Gavin Newsom. Now, if you'll excuse me, it's time for an early dinner. Well, the, the other part of that that I keep bringing up, so you got Gavin Newsom, who's at the French Laundry with a bunch of other rich, powerful white people. We, we had an early dinner. Whose kids of average intellect will get into whatever school they want because they donated enough money or pretended their kid was on the rowing team. That doesn't seem to bother you as far as the whole admissions process. And, of course, no, that of course takes not. a spot from an underprivileged person of any color or somebody who deserves it more. And you do that all the time. And you don't care. And everyone knows it. And everyone knows it. You're right, Marjorie Taylor. By the way, that uh, T-shirt, very popular at the Armstrong and Getty store. The And everyone knows it Armstrong and Getty T-shirt. <laughs> uh, let's see what time is it we don't probably don't have time for this not a priority you know what i ought to do is just get to, i ought to record this after the show michael and you, you can just anytime i give you one of these you can play it it's a it'll be an audio recording of me saying these people don't believe this they're just trying to whip people up yeah because that's it's performative politics is another way to put it gavin knows he's full of crap he's a smart guy um, but you've got to keep the black vote. And the only way to keep the black vote is to convince black people they are under attack and you are their brave savior. There is not a chance Democrats would solve the problems of black educational uh, lack of achievement, poverty, unemployment, whatever. They would never solve that because then they'd lose their constituency. The last thing in the world the Democratic Party wants to do is make sure black kids are well-educated because then they would lose the votes. I will stand by those words. Not all Democrats. A lot of people are of good conscience. I just think they're being duped. But the powerful ones, they want the problem, not the solution. Strong words from Joe Getty. Mm. We'll finish strong next. Armstrong and Getty.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. Cough drops destroy your teeth. Because they're full of sugar and most people who use them suck on them for hours, we see tons of cavities because of them. Number two, whitening toothpaste do not whiten your teeth. They just contain more abrasives and they don't actually whiten the internal tooth structure of teeth where most staining or yellowing comes from. Number three, sharing utensils or kissing your children on the lips could transfer cavity-causing bacteria to Whatever. The best thing to do is get your cavities filled before you have kids so you can lower your risk of transferring Shut it up, them. weirdo. Or MDMA, also known as ecstasy or molly, causes tons of dental issues. Okay, I'll stay off the molly, and I won't... What was the first <laughs> thing he said? Sucking on cough drops. Oh, okay. And don't kiss your kids on the lips. Well, I, don't, right. I don't kiss my kids on the lips, but just in general, the idea of uh, whatever could pass cavity-causing germs. You're a f- fun guy to hang around. Wow. Wow. <laughs> These That's kind terrible. of stories, which we have in, indulged in many times over the years, to our shame. You know, the, uh, the, the, the amount of bacteria on your computer keyboard. Uh, what are you supposed to do with that information? Oh, my God, I'll stop typing on computer keyboards or, or what it's clean the damn thing that's what you do or, or, wash, your, matter. or wash your hands every morning or don't <laughs> or don't type all day long and then shove your fingers in your mouth i guess I, but but i don't know almost finished let's get ready final thoughts with armstrong and getty Here's your host now for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the day, beginning with our technical director, Michelangelo. Michael? Okay, we got the Elon Musk versus the uh, Mark Zuckerberg. We need an undercard. How about Chris Christie is a big man versus two small people? Like, like two little small, people? Yeah, I mean, no, no, like two smaller senators or two, two people, ver- two on one. A two on one match with Chris Christie as a big man. You got to fill out the card. Don't make us do the work. All right. Some Disappointing. Sort of, all right. Disappointing. Katie Green, do you have a final thought for us? You will be judged for it. Well, I've been thinking, gosh, that totally dismantled me. I was thinking about the articles lately we've seen about girls going to places and having botched uh, plastic surgery and then coming down with bacterial infections. Uh, you think yeah. Madonna, the shapeshifter, shapeshifted and got sick? <laughs> the shapeshifter. That's hilarious. That's yeah, hilarious. Yeah, I wonder. It's certainly possible. Tijuana boob job. God, uh, she Jack, is, a final thought? She is freaky looking. Um, New, New York Times with this article about Bud Light, city in Pennsylvania, where 30 packs were on sale for $8.99, cheaper than the bottled water. Bud Light, cheaper than water. And then I saw this other headline that the CEO of Bud Light... Uh, Budweiser was asked about would they be bringing back Dylan Mulvaney and re- and didn't say one way or the other. So still too scared to say no because it might anger that crowd. My final thought, top four shirts at the Armstrong and Getty Superstore. Number four, so bizarre, so grotesque. Number three, one horse pony. Number two, and everyone knows it. And number one, things are getting weird and they're getting weird fast. Armstrongandgetty.com shirts, hats, sports bras. God, I need several of those shirts. I better order them today. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. We will see you tomorrow. God bless America. 
Armstrong and Getty. The reality is, is this is fabulous. I thank you. <laughs> That's enough of that. This is all crazy. It's just the way it is. Yep. But damn it, we weren't allowed to ask about the big guy. This is the United States of America, for God's sake. Thank you, sir. Your time has expired. Lie after lie after lie. Do not listen to the lies. This is what will happen to you. Well, I've had a character. <laughs> Let's not play games with this. Okay. No! Have a terrific day. Armstrong and Getty. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— with new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.